The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. To Reality, a pop culture, current affairs, and LGBT news-oriented panel discussion series that's dedicated to you. Here are your hosts, Dominion Onyx, Carl Anthony, John Sebastian, and Legionnaire. Good evening and welcome to Reality, exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Thursday, April 7th, 2016, and it's time for another heaping helping of pop culture on demand from your favorite radio station and mine, PoppyChuloRadio.com. Yay! Fabulous. How's everyone doing tonight? Oh, I am good. Oh, child. It's been a week. It has been a week for all of us. It has been a week. Before we get into that, we want to say uh, uh, hello to our brister, Carl Anthony, who's taking a bit of a respite while he gets his uh, gets some things in order. So he'll be off the show for a few weeks, but we'll see him again uh, the first week in May. So until then, we miss you, boo. We miss you, girl. <gasps> oh, come back soon, girl. I know, right? But yes. It has been an eventful week. Who like to start? I'll go first. All right. <laughs> so uh, some of you all know, but I don't. I, maybe everyone doesn't know because you know I'm not one of these girls that post my entire life on Facebook because I find that in narcissistic and self indulgent, and I hate that. Mm-hmm. So calling me narcissistic and self indulgent. Yes. Okay. Just so we're clear. So. <laughs> Uh, most of, most people don't know that my father is in a rehab facility again, and not for drugs and alcohol. It's because he's old and he fell. He goes to these cycles where he does what he's supposed to do, and then like every six months, he decides that he's going to stop taking his medicine and whatever, and he has some sort of an episode, and he spends anywhere from a month and a half to four and a half months in combination of hospital and a rehab facility getting his strength back or whatever. Uh-huh. I'll, look at it in a, I'll look at it in a um, Alexis Carrington, Alexis Morell, Carrington, Colby, Dexter, Rowan oh. kind of way. He just goes away for a refresh mall. Mm. Uh-huh. And okay. during this particular refresh mall, he is staying at a facility in PG County, Maryland that shall remain nameless, but it's on East West Highway at the corner of East West Highway and Route 1, right behind the McDonald's and the SunTrust Bank. But I'm not going And so the entire three weeks that he's been here, I've not received a call from the facility. Contrast that with the last time he was in a facility. Within three days of him arriving at the facility after having been in the hospital for a month, 
I had a care plan meeting with my, you know, it was me in the room, my father in the room, my sister on the phone. They explained all of his conditions, what his rehab plan was. They asked him what he wanted to eat, took any suggestions. And, you know, at the end of his three and a half month refreshment, we knew exactly the day that he was going to be released a month in advance. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Contrast that with this time. I'm there to see him on Tuesday, and he's like, I got this letter. And this letter says, your care will, uh, your skilled nursing care will end on 4-7, and you will be discharged on 4-8. Now, that's not exactly what it said. It just said, um, date of discharge, LCD 4.7, D slash C 4.8. And I'm like, I'm assuming that's what this says, but it's like, well, how are you going to discharge him? First of all, it was three days before this was going to happen. And this is my first communication from this facility. I've never heard from a doctor or anyone. So as I am want to do, I started calling people. So, you know, I said, you know, I'm not going to go right to the head of the facility. I'm going to try to work through the system, even though I'm already pissed off. Hmm. Well, this girl is ducking me, and that's Ooh. a bad thing to do. Ooh, what? That's, that's nuts. So this girl <laughs> is ducking me. So I was like, okay, so we're going to start with the facility director. He's out of town. We're going to start with this. We're going to go to the assistant facility director. She's out of town. All right, we're going to go to the head of nursing care. She's unavailable. Then we're going to go to the assistant director of nursing care. I finally got her voicemail. Mm. But I, I'm, I don't need no bitch's voicemail. I need someone to tell me what the hell is going on. Because here's the thing. I'm going out of town this weekend. I'm going to be at a cabin in the woods, which by design has no internet connection and no right. cell reception. And if they, right. let's say I hadn't gotten a chance to go see him this weekend, because sometimes I don't go see him because I have shit to do. And, uh, then what would they have done? Just dropped him off on the corner? Right. You know, this man still can't walk. So my thing is, is how are you going to release someone who, you know, may be much more coherent than he when he got here, but still can't even really walk by himself? So uh, when I finally got someone on the phone, he I gave him my father's name and then he said, oh, you must be. And then he gave my government name and my phone number. I said, oh, so my name does pop up in your system. So there is no legitimate reason why I couldn't have got a call. Now, of course, the man that answered the phone is not the person that had anything to do with this. But he gave me a valuable piece of information, which was that there was no good reason why I hadn't been contacted in the three and a half weeks that my father had been at this facility. Mm, Right. So... Uh, we got a meeting tomorrow to talk about his care, but wouldn't you know it, when the woman who was his case manager, not the doctor, but the case manager from Kaiser, finally called me back, and she says, and of course, uh, you know, the doctor has rescinded uh, the discharge order because of medical reasons, and I was like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, that's bullshit, because what happened in the 24 hours between you forcing him to sign this letter and me making all these calls. What? Oh, whoa, whoa. Well, force is, the, is a strong word. He can sign his name. He is very coherent, but he doesn't have that authority anymore. He gave it to me. But even with that, you know, this is, you know, this is what I used to do. Mm-hmm. For, well, we're going to have an offline conversation, first of all. But back to this. Um, 
they can't you can't do that that is against the law right. see uh, i mean i'm just gonna stop right there. that's against the law and the second thing is they are really lucky that you did not have the, the maryland department of health on their asses you who not. says that i'm not going to because i still am like okay yes so my father is coherent and is you know he's not incompetent but you basically, you know, you they, they said they got him to sign because he he see he was coherent and in the doctor's opinion he could do that. But I was like, no, by your own paperwork, uh, by, by your system already says that he doesn't have that authority. I he gave that authority to me, and even if he did say that, how can you? Get up! How can a person discharge themselves when they're in there because they can't walk and they have these unhealed sores on their legs? Now, what I did find out was that apparently they do have home health services and all of that set up, but ain't nobody told me none of this. I'm finding this out only because I called and left a number of irate messages. If I hadn't Mm. said any of this, I would have just. First of all, I, what what freaks me out, what scares me to death, is that I would have, in fact, been in the middle of the woods, and my sister would have had to get this 400, 400, 375 pound man who can barely walk home in her Honda Civic. Right. You know, well, not in my SUV. You know, so he he he'd have to. And when I've gotten my sister's car, you essentially fall down into the car. Yes, you do. And you got to have a, enough strength to be able to pull yourself back up. And I guarantee you that my father would not have been able to do that. He would have barely been able to get in and out of my SUV. And all you basically got to do is slide over and sit forward and then put your legs out and stand up. So I, that was that was my week. So to, uh, tomorrow uh, I have a care plan meeting to discuss the state of my father's care and determine when he's actually going to be released and i think you know there's going to be all of this backpedaling and shit but i'm not going to be here for any of that foolishness Mm. Uh so what happened in your week dear john sebastian (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well um compared to yours absolutely nothing As, you know, as one who has done senior care, I I hear I hear these horror stories all the time. Mm-hmm. And what I always say, and this is when 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 my mother in law uh, was in the place that you know is named after a fruit tree for eighteen months. The one thing the staff knew about us was they never knew when one of us was going to show up. Mm-hmm. And when I say one of us, it would either be Santa, me. Uh, or any of his siblings or any of the grandchildren because all of her grandchildren were over the age of 40. So any one of us might have showed up at any time and I was famous, famous for showing up at 6, 6.45 in the afternoon because I might have a meeting in the city and I had to drive right back to get home. And mm-hmm. we found out more stuff by doing that because they couldn't hide it and they, you know they never knew, never knew when one of us was coming through. And that's what I advise people. If you have a loved one who is in a skilled nursing facility, just drop in anytime you, you need to. You know, mm-hmm. have your friends, you know, because like if I had known that your father was in said facility, mm-hmm. I would do a I would do a drive by. Just because I know what to look for. Mm-hmm. 
But well, and I, again, I don't want to make it sound like they're abusing him because I feel like he would tell me if they weren't doing anything. I will say, though, that and if, I, if this sounds racist, you know what? I don't even really care. Everybody that work in that facility is West Indian and they uh -huh. have the strongest accents I have ever heard. And I am fully competent and capable of understanding English. And every time I speak to them, I have to ask them to repeat what they say. So I can only imagine the frustration of someone who either can't hear well, can't see, or even if they can hear and see well, everything ain't quite right about their mind. They just foggy from pain medication. And this person with this thick ass West Indian accent is talking to them in that gruff ass way that they usually have. Uh huh. So, I mean, that sounds racist, but I don't really care. I'm just like, y'all can't get nobody in here that speaks good enough English. I mean, that's just like, to me, it's like a healthcare thing. How can you take care of people if they can't understand what the fuck you're saying? Right. Right. And you can't understand what they're saying in exchange. Right. And I'm saying, when I tell you this woman was trying to give me the name of the case manager, I had to ask her to repeat it five times. And then finally, I just gave her a piece of paper and told her to write it down because I could not understand the words that were coming out of her mouth. Okay, Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> Any snoot. So uh, we we de we digress. So quick. Uh, tell. I'm sorry I took so long. Tell us what happened uh, in your week, dear. Oh me. Well, John Sebastian, were you finished? Yeah, I, honey, compared to you, I shit. My week was a bed of roses. <laughs> oh. Legionnaire, you just got back from a a fabulous, you know, rich white woman trip out west, didn't you? I did, I did, and and came home to some difficult news. Unfortunately, um, well, not really bad, but I mean, it was something that was coming. My my grandmother, my ninety five year old grand, ninety six year old grandmother, um, we unfortunately finally had to move to the place where we had to move her into senior care, mm -hmm. and uh, and it was a diff, it was difficult. It was a difficult decision for my father to make. It was a different difficult transition for my grandmother to make. Um, so it's, you know, it, like I said, it was something that was coming for a while, but, you know, you always hope that it's going to go well. And, uh, and I think it went as well as it could have, you know, but now we just have to be very diligent in, in making sure that she's not feeling, you know, abandoned, you know, once we, now that we have her, you know, in this facility, which is very nice. I mean, you know, they, you know, my father and my sister thoroughly researched it, you know, went to a bunch of different places to make sure it was going to be someplace where she was going to be comfortable and all those things with activities and, you know, regular doctor care that comes in and, you know, all those kinds of things. But, you know, it's still not the same thing as being, you know, in the warm bosom of your family at yeah. the end of the day. So it, it was just it was just really rough. And my sister was really going through it because she spent a lot of time with my grandmother. She was actually living with my dad at the time. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where I've, you know, been calling her, making sure that, you know, she knows that we're still going to keep up with her just as much as we ever did. And, um, you know, so I just had a lot of it was a lot of mixed emotions around it. Yeah, but, but, uh, but that's why I, that's why I also say, now that you know this, drop any place that does not let you just drop by at any time, your loved one does not need to be there. Oh no, that no, that was one of the things. Like I said, they thoroughly researched it, so it's never a time where you know if 
you know, if we just happen to be in Florida, uh, you know, we can just go to the facility. If we take the time during the, our time down there, we can just go. Uh, my sister is going to continue to, you know, see her on a regular basis. Uh, and we and she has her own direct phone so that we can call her directly. You know, all those okay. kinds of things. So all that stuff is in place. So, you know, they, they really wanted to make sure that it was going to be as comfortable as possible. So she so we don't want her to feel you know, any more isolated than she would already naturally feel in that kind of situation. Okay. So. Yes. Well, like I said, no, I just, yeah, I, my week was easy. Thank you. I just, ooh, y'all, y'all just made me, I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> not, not, not to bring the party down, but, um, cause you know, like I said, it's, it's not a sad situation. It's just that, you know, I, you know, I want to make sure that she knows that she's not, you know, we're not putting her someplace where we're going to forget about her. So that's why I always, you know, I even put it in my calendar so that no matter what's going on, I get my chime to say, hey, you need to call Grandma Cleo and just say, hey, see how she's doing. So that whatever she wants to complain and cuss about, she can. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, kids, you know, I think the... Um, the takeaway from from this is that you know at some point someone close to us is going to have to go into care either short term or long term and it ain't like on tv you know just being frank for most of these healthcare professionals this is just a job it ain't it ain't gray's anatomy you know there's not going to be a doctor that you know you get burned by acid you know, and that doctor's going to see you through for the next several months and end up being, you know, the man that walks you down the aisle at your wedding. Mm -hmm. It's just a job for most of these people. And the best you can expect is that they do their job the way they're supposed to. But you still have to be on top of them because it's still ultimately your loved one, not theirs. Yep, absolutely. Exactly. So. Exactly. Kids, we got a lot to talk about today. We're gonna get into Ooh, yes, Lord. Temple Martin and his and our um. Well, he's not my line sister, but he's somebody line sister. Let's keep it. <laughs> uh, Dwayne Martin had to file for uh, bankruptcy. We're going to talk about uh, the fact that uh, UVA medical students believe black people don't feel pain. We're going to get into some rape survivor uh, stuff. We're going to talk about Governor Rick Scott getting red for filth. At Starbucks, and we're gonna get back into Azalea and Sarah Palin. That's such an odd yeah. pair, but whatever. <laughs> right. You know, you know, it's a bad day, and everything is upside down when I take the side of Sarah Palin. Honey, mm. I this is why I will hate Azalea Banks for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. Right. <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> it's like, bitch, oh. you made me side with fucking. Sarah Goddamn Palin. Anyway, we'll get we'll get to that in hot topics. But first up, a quick roundtable. First up, Ivana Trump says we need legal legal immigrants. Who's going to vacuum our living rooms? So apparently, one of the Donalds, uh, not chief advisors, but he definitely relies on her is his ex-wife Ivana. And let's just be clear. Uh, Ivana is a Czechoslovakian born immigrant. So yes. she says, um, as long as you come here, quote, as long as you come here legally and get a proper job, 
We need immigrants. Who's going to vacuum our living rooms and clean up after us? Americans don't like to do that. So, uh, what y'all think? You know, one minute. Mama, one minute, John Sebastian. My mom always said, if you can't say nothing nice at all, don't say nothing. Yeah, but you on this show, so say something not nice. That bitch done lost her damn mind. Uh, we need legal immigrants. Oh, the only reason why you are where you are is because you married in. Right. You ain't vacuum nobody's floors. Tell right. by. Uh, Legionnaire? You know, we have one severely out of touch individual speaking on behalf of yet another severely out of touch individual. So, fucker. <laughs> I don't give a good goddamn what she thinks. Because believe it or not, most Americans vacuum their own damn living rooms. Right. Only rich people don't vacuum their living rooms. I mean, and not just rich people, because I mean, I have a cleaning service and those cleaning people happen to be uh, be uh, uh, Hispanic. But, you know, I didn't like specify that. But the point is, is that, you know, her experience as a Czechoslovakian immigrant is not that of your average Czechoslovakian immigrant. Right. So I don't think she know what she's talking about. Mm-mm. So uh, as once as you said earlier, fucker. <laughs> Next up. Remember that American Eagle real body campaign? Mm-hmm. No. Apparently that was an April Fool's joke. So uh they started wow. this campaign called airy man which followed the success of some other some other clothing lines that they had for women and it was about body positive imaging with you know some slightly to more out of shape men and it was supposed to be about you know body positive imaging sort of along the lines of the dove the dove real women campaign well mm. come to find out it was all an april fool's joke and American Eagle Outfitters seems to think this is okay because they've donated $25,000 to the National Eating Disorders Association. Mm. And um, before I give you the, the let you comment, I want to add that none of the men who were involved in this campaign were aware that this was an April Fool's joke. They thought they were actually contributing to this positive campaign. And now, as they found out on April the 1st, they were the butt of a joke. So, John Sebastian, as a fellow fluffy person, what does you th- what do you think about this? I was so angry because it took, I mean, just, just so that we're clear, the men that were in the in the campaign are absolutely beautiful. Exactly. And I mean, they are absolutely beautiful. And it's nice to, you know, and the fact that they made this into a joke, not that I ever shopped at American Eagle because A, they don't make clothes in my size. Um, Hell, they didn't make clothes in my size when I was skinny. But um, now that I know this, I will never darken their fucking doorstep again. I will not buy gift cards for my, my nephew 
nothing because this was this was mean. This was mean girls on steroids, unnecessarily yeah. mean. And the fact that you know, and they didn't let the guys in on the on the joke is even worse. So they've made fools out of these men who thought who actually were doing something good. Right. Fuck American Eagle in their ass without Vaseline. Um, uh, Legionnaire. <laughs> I I don't know what I can add to that. I I, I echo every syllable. I mean, that is that the that the whole campaign was a joke is bad enough. But to have right. these men be unwittingly part of the joke, that just that makes it infinitely worse infinitely worse so yeah not that i ever gave american eagle my money but they will surely not get any of my money now and i will be vocal in telling people that they should not spend their money at american eagle i have no problem with that whatsoever so yes fuck them fuck them hard in the cooter with no lubrication amen to that i'm looking at this man on the cover He's got a nice little furry chest. Does yes. he have a six-pack pack ab? No. no but you know, I'm suspicious of bitches that have six-pack abs because I'm Job. like, you don't have nothing else to do with your life because I just don't have the kind of time that it would dedicate. I couldn't make the, you know, not that it's all, life is all about making money, but I couldn't do my job and be involved in Onyx and do this show and host a, a, a uh, you know, have a website and do a blog and do all that and spend two hours at least a day in the gym to get six pack abs. So something on there is lacking and usually it's in the money department, which makes me fun of finances, all that other shit. So I will sacrifice six pack abs. So my point is that this guy has a nice body. Does he have a six pack abs? No, but he's a cute. He's got a beard, although I'm a little mm. bit over beards, but he's got a nice little furry <laughs> chest and you know I bet he's I, he actually looks like he's a lot of fun in bed because he takes those glasses off and he lets his little lets his hair down and gets into and he mm-hmm. makes that noise that you make when you're hitting that spot yeah. just right yeah. yeah you know furry bellies just give me everything I'm just saying mm-hmm. and a little hair on the back is fine by me too <laughs> and he, is, right. he has a normal he is a normal man right, right. he's not, he might be on somebody's BMI chart, but I ain't even talking about that. This right. man has a little bit of a whatever. He doesn't even look fat. He just may not be in super ripped shape. Right. He he ain't, ain't he's, cut. he's not cut. Right. Down. Exactly. He's not cut. But I mean, he's not he's not overweight. I, he's he's not unattractive. So I. Yes, yeah, Devin. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just so angry. Just yeah. so angry, just unnecessarily, and you know, and what you know what makes it even worse. Um, one of the guys in the the campaign, Kelvin Davis, um, was the founder of Notoriously Dapper, a body positive style guy from Ben. Mm-hmm. So they not only made him the butt of the joke. They made him the butt of the joke and then laughed in his face. Right. right. Mm, I'm exactly. looking at the original article and there's right. four cuties on I mean, this list. 
Now, right. just you know, just let's just be clear. Just because I don't want to fuck someone, I, all of these guys are not necessarily my type. But that doesn't mean I think they're unattractive. I right. know there are plenty of people that are gorgeous that I don't want to fuck. So thank it's not you very much. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think I think both of you are gorgeous, but no, it's like that would be like it'd be incestuous. That's incest, right? And I mean, plus, these four just. Listen, we both on the same side of the coin, so you know I don't feel like sword fighting all night. <laughs> <laughs> and this well, is not a night to play pancake. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, like I said, the second guy, Doug, is just absolutely the one with the glasses. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the gray American Eagle briefs. Oh yes, I ooh, I would let him have all of it. <laughs> you know and. And Matt would, and Matt would, you know, get a little slap on the ass too. Tickle. The, the, the black one. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I mean, none of these guys are super out of shape. I mean, just like women come in a variety of shapes and sizes, dudes come in a variety of shapes and sizes too. And I could just imagine how mortified I would be if, you know, after you done, you know, shucked up the courage to be on this thing. You know, and you told all your friends about this campaign and shit, then to find out it was all a damn joke. Right. Right. Ooh. So, yeah. Anyway, so fuck them. Fuck everything about them. I never shopped at American Eagle now. And I, like Legionnaire said, American Eagle is the food equivalent of juniors for me. Mm. I actively tell people why I would never go there. Juniors in New York? Yes. Okay. We t- I told you this story right. on how funky they got that time. No, Try you didn't. To- them hoes, basically, the first time I, first three times I went to Junior's, it was like the best food I'd ever had in my life. And every time I went to New York City, I always made my way across the Brooklyn Bridge to go to Junior's. The fourth time I went, which was a couple of years after the first three times, the food was not inedible. It just wasn't the spectacular experience that I recall from the previous three times. And I tried to tell the manager this, and the first thing he says is, well, you still got to pay for the food. I was like, sir, I've already paid for the food. I'm telling you this as a person who used to tell anybody who go who came to New York City and had never been that they needed to get their ass across the bridge and come to this restaurant. But based on the fact that you essentially just accused me of stealing and your terrible food, I will not be telling them again. But I will be telling them this story, just like I'm telling this story on the radio right now. Mm. Thank you. There it is. So and there you have it. Well, kids, let's move on to something a little more positive. <laughs> so there, a couple of years ago, there was this little girl named Michaela Omer who was on that show Shark Tank. Uh, and Damon uh, Johnson gave her an offer for, she had this lemonade called, what the hell is this shit called? B-Sweet B Lemonade. And Damon, Stark, Damon Johnson said that he would put up $60,000 in exchange for a 25% stake in her company contingent on p- the participation of a distributor. And at that time, Michaela was nine years old. Well, now she's 11 and she's got a $1 million distribution deal from Whole Foods. And that's just in Arizona, excuse me, Arkansas, Florida, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Texas. And if it does well in those test markets, then she may get a national distribution deal in the future. So you go, little black girl. Black girls rock. Wow. I'm so I'm so proud of her. Right. I am so proud so proud of her. 
I could make up some lemons and some sugar and shit and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and just in terms of story accuracy, uh, the, the shark's name is Damon John. What did I say? Johnson. Johnson. Oh, sorry. It's okay. That's the cute black guy. Is well, cutish black guy. Yeah, cute. Yes. With the black, with the bald head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the only black guy on there, so. Uh huh. But yeah, good for <laughs> her. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't mean, uh-huh, but you know, he's sexy to me. You know why? <laughs> he got two wow. commas in his bank balance. That makes <laughs> two commas. Two commas. <laughs> I ain't saying John Sebastian is a gold digger, but he sure don't mess but with others. I, <laughs> I don't do poor, darling. I don't do poor. Hallelujah. No romance without finance. Yes. yes. Got to have a J-O-B if you want to be with me. If you want to be with me. Yes. Because <laughs> nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Yeah. Tell it, nothing tell it, Gwen. On. Tell it. <laughs> right, ain't nothing going on but the rent. <laughs> uh, no All right, kids. Speaking of the rent, I think it's time for hot topics because we got some shit to talk about. Y'all yeah. ready? And we gotta pay the rent. Yes, baby. Absolutely. So first <laughs> off, speaking of paying the rent, <laughs> a couple of days ago. Tisha Campbell Martin spoke out about the fact that she filed bankruptcy. So this is from bsmith.com. Uh, she said, so they filed for a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. And according to the documents, the couple was $15 million in debt. And they owe money in unpaid taxes, loans, car leases, credit card bills, and other government debts. And as of that January filing, they had $200 in cash and $173 in uh, a credit union so tisha had all these uh she she had all these tweets right but she deleted them so we're gonna go through them quickly she's at tisha campbell martin i got the best supporters ever thanks twitter fam obviously couldn't agree to a settlement with the bank so we filed to reorganize that's all but so appreciate the genuine concern for my fam Yep, we did file, but it's because my hubby and I invested in real estate, got involved with some loans before the banks, before the banks in all caps caused the market to crash. Yeah, guys, it's not like what's being reported at at all, but it's funny though. Quick statement, y'all seen the movie Big Short, The Big Short? Hey, anybody got a nickel? All right. So, then if we go over to beingbrown.com, it goes into a little bit more uh, of what their situation is. So this, uh, so this is what their financial situation looks like: three hundred and thirteen thousand dollars in assets, fifteen million dollars mm-hmm. in debt. So they mm-hmm. owe forty. Now, 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 I really, really need you all to get into these numbers. Mm. $43,000. So this is what they owe. $43,000 on a 42-month lease for a 2016 Range Rover. $17,000 on a 2016 Jeep Wrangler. And $67,000 on a 2014 Range Rover. They have a joint 
monthly income of seventy six fifty five. That's seven thousand six hundred and fifty five dollars. I guess that's residuals from reruns of Martin and whenever they broadcast um what was that movie uh with the eating with the plant, the man eating plant? Little oh, Shop of Horrors. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. So can I break this down for you? Please. $43,000 on divided by a 42-month lease. That means they have a lease where they're paying $1,023.81 per month on this Range Rover. Way hard. Hmm. For a car, for a core, for 43 months. Now, even a Range Rover costs what? Maybe $70,000, $80,000. Yes, something like that. Yes. If you put that $80,000, so let's say, okay, so $80,000 times whatever the interest is. So let's say they even got a fucked up ass interest rate of. 17 cents. So that's times 1.17. I mean, that's fucked up. That's $93,600. And you take out a 60 month loan on that. Mm. Uh, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. That's not, no, no. Remember, that's not a loan. They are renting that. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying okay. is that if they, oh, if they had rented, if they had um, purchased it, and so let's even say a 72 month. They would have paid only. They would have paid thirteen hundred dollars a month, so they're only paying slightly less than if they had uh, just bought this shit out outright. Who leases some shit for forty-two months and pays? The whole point of leasing something is that you don't have to make the full payment. I mean, people lease a car because to buy the car would cost four hundred fifty dollars a month, but to lease it is only two fifty. Right. Mm-hmm. And these cars, so it's a six, 2016 Range Rover, a 2016 Jeep Wrangler, and 67000 on their 2014 um, Range Rover. So they have two Range Rovers and a Jeep Wrangler. Yet she posted that this was because the banks caused the markets to crash. Bitch, that was in 2008. <laughs> um, okay. You, at a minimum... At a minimum, assuming you bought these cars brand new, you bought them in 2016 and 2014, respectively. This is well after the markets crashed. You just make poor financial and decisions. Rebound. Right. Right. But That's- wait, I have news. Okay. Breaking news. Mm-hmm. More trouble for Tisha Campbell Martin and the husband Dwayne. Okay. Now they are accused of hiding money in bankruptcy filing by diverting over $200,000 in payments from ABC's The Ken Show. Mm. She, they allegedly created a shell company to hide income. Because she I would too if Ken you got $15 million in debt. <laughs> but when you file for bankruptcy, you can't do that. Right. And the, the trustee has found out so a judge According to DailyMail.co.uk, has said that a judge has ordered the bankruptcy trustee to take full control over all they shit until the case Ooh, is decided. Oh, 
what happens above your means. I first of all, I'm like, listen, I am one to talk because I'm, you know, I, you know, I'm living above my means, but not at this level. I mean, could I cut back on a bunch of shit? Yeah, but it's two adults who don't have any kids. Why do they have three cars? Yes, they do. No, no, no. They have yeah, an autistic son. Mm-hmm. They have an autistic son. Zen. Oh, okay, but you still don't need three vehicles for that. You got, you already, you already got a Jeep Wrangler. You already have. So, but when you walk, you know, coming into 2016 or 2015. They already had a Wrangler and a 2014 Range Rover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if they owe $43,000 on a 2016 Range Rover, they, first of all, they, let's, let's, let's get into the fact that they owe 67000 on their 2014 Range Rover. So the reason they had to lease that shit is because they have terrible credit. So who is giving these bitches credit? And I need them to give me some because if they have $67,000 on their 2014 Range Rover, that means they ain't made air payment. Mm-hmm. Not now. Right. Why? Exactly. That's what I was thinking. It's like, okay. What have you all paid? It doesn't sound like <laughs> doesn't sound like payments have been made. Right. They paid nothing. So but maybe okay, they so have some real estate investments, but again, you know what it is is these get rich quick schemes and you know, it's just girl. Okay, so check this out. She makes forty five thousand dollars an episode on the Kim show. So if she had taken, oh, I don't know, two, you know, um, two pay, you know, two checks, she could have paid off at least one of her leases. I'm mm. just saying. You said forty five thousand dollars an episode. Yep. So forty five thousand dollars times a normal season order of twenty two episodes. Uh huh. Is nine hundred and ninety thousand dollars a year. I don't right. see why they couldn't have just. If you make $45,000 a year, I feel like you could, if, if, here's how I would do it. If I was making that much money and I wanted a new Range Rover, I would, because who the fuck can't live off of $45,000 for one month? Because they're clearly not paying you a week. They're probably paying you by the episode. So we would live off of $45,000 for two months and I would just take that money in cash and go buy the fucking Range Rover. Thank you. Right. In cash. In cash. So, okay, so check it out. So their month, their joint monthly income was declared as $7,655. That's a lot. Their month, right. Mm-hmm. But their monthly expenses at $16,953. That's According deep. to them. Okay, sorry. Right. No, I didn't cut you off. Sorry. That's okay, because you can't believe this shit either. Uh, currently, <laughs> no. they only have $200 in cash and $173 in a credit union. So they claim they only had $373 in liquid assets. But when they filed, when they filed, they did their filing, they include $65,000 in real estate. That's a red flag. And that mm-hmm. contradicts her lie. Mm. And $248,000 in personal property. Mm. That's another lie. And I firmly believe that that $248,000 includes the $200,000 she tried to hide. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, 
I think the reason, you know, the more I think about it, now that I know that she makes $45,000 an episode, I think, just like you know John Sebastian as someone that lives here in the city, you know, they'll give someone with a shitty credit score a car loan if you work for the federal government because they know how to get your ass. And they will get their money every two weeks. Yes. Right. And if you work in Hollywood, you can almost use that $45,000 a month. You All you got to do is show them the contract and tell them that, you know, I've been on this show for a year and, you know, so it's that's the contract is almost like collateral. So mm. even if your it credit is, sucks, they're like, well, we just go to the studio and have your wages garnished. Right. Or come and re- or re- or come and repossess the car on the lot. Right, because they know where your ass at. You, listen, they know you driving that brand new Range Rover to the set every day, and your ass hmm. come out of rehearsal and that shit is all gone. <laughs> right. The Snatch Man got it. <laughs> mm. uh, the Snatch. So yeah. So they. Um, so th- their bankruptcy. They're going to be denied their bankruptcy uh, filing. Somebody, that just happened to somebody else recently too, and I. So can't what happens if they die, deny your bankruptcy filing? Um, then your creditors actually get to come after you and gar- and garnish your your wages, and because bankruptcy protection, what it does is it stops you know, as you all should know, and if you don't, it's quick mm-hmm. primer. Um, it stops your creditors from being able to collect the debts. And it gives you a chance to either reorganize your finances so that you can make payments, or, you know, with a Chapter Thirteen, you get your you get all of your debt erased, giving you a fresh start. Um, so, if they were smart, they would have just told the truth up front and put the five hundred and put the additional two hundred thousand dollars in, so that they would they could actually get restructured and organized. Now that it looks like their bankruptcy filing is in jeopardy of being denied, what will then happen is um, they were able to keep the Range Rovers because they they had filed. If it's denied, Range Rovers coming to get their shit. Jeeps coming to get their shit. The mm-hmm. house, is com- the, the real, the bank is coming to get the house. Um, and then they would turn around and they would turn around, sell the property, and it whatever the difference is between the value of the, the appraised value of the vehicle versus what they get or the appraised value of the property versus what they get the martins um would be responsible for whatever the difference in that is so the range rover let's say retails at seventy-seven thousand. they sell it at auction for 50 the martins are on the hook for the additional 27. Mm. and mm. that's how that's what would then happen bankruptcy protects them from that you know, it's a legal it's a legal stop sign against creditors, and mm. so their stop sign has just been blown. Uh, oh well, this is what happens when you try to. You know, this is why I don't fuck with some people in my family because they're always trying to do that. I found out mm-hmm. my father was declared had declared bankruptcy when uh, we took back when he was in that hospital that time, and I took over his accounts for the first time, and I started right. paying his bills. And I was like, what is this thing from a bankruptcy attorney? He was like, oh, yeah, I filed bankruptcy. And because one of my one of his brothers was like, yeah, you know, if you filed bankruptcy, you don't have to pay these creditors. I was like, that that is not what that means. Right. <laughs> it don't mean you just it, it, it's not a get out of jail free card. Well, it is kind of. But you still got to pay these people. Once you agree to a payment, you got to make that payment. And it was only 
because I pleaded that, you know, he was a retiree and, you know, he was whatever, that the bankruptcy attorney who was with the the court or whatever didn't just declare the bankruptcy null and void. Mm. And then, of course, I find out afterwards that my father's mortgage wasn't even included in the bankruptcy, so it didn't even do what it was supposed to do. What? Because, you know, mm. Listen. Because my father and his dumbass brothers are always trying to do bootleg shit, which is why I tell you the best example of this. When I was a kid, I wanted a damn treehouse. And instead of buying me the treehouse like I wanted, my father bought me one of these railroad tie containers, which are like an eight by eight size room. Right. Made it's it basically is a shipping container made out of plywood. Right. And and put and put some slabs in the back and 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 tried to build some shit. That was the ricketyest shit ever. That's why now I don't I don't do shit myself. I always pay for shit because I grew up. God knows I love my father to death, but he always mm -hmm. you know he grew up in a family. He grew up in Southeast. He actually grew up just down the street from where I live now. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know he always. It's not that he always has a scheme, but it's more so his brothers. They're always trying to find, you know, a way to get over on the system. When my grandfather died, you know, instead of just going through probate court, they decided to just pay the damn mortgage and not say anything, which is fine, until the house fucking burned down. Then they want to claim insurance. And then they found out that, you know, the person who's on the mortgage is dead and been dead for three years. Mm. And then hoes that don't even live in the house is like wanting to... They want to get some money for emotional pain or whatever because some some of their bootleg ass lawyer friends was like, yeah, you can do that. No, you can't. Right. <laughs> you can't listen to Pookie and Ray Ray that went, you know, to watch fucking Judge Judy and think they now a goddamn lawyer. <laughs> Anywho. Mm. So I yeah. think um, Tisha Campbell Martin and Dwayne Martin come from the Pookie and Ray Ray and them school of law. And uh, <laughs> finance. Yeah. Oh Lord Jesus. Mm. And if nobody else, she should know better because she's been in Hollywood for forty years. Right. Right. God bless her. Okay. God All bless right, her. Legionnaire. So uh, apparently, uh, UVA students believe that black people don't feel pain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the story at Gawker dot com. Um, Apparently, there are UVA students that believe black people don't feel pain. Uh, in a story by uh, Jeff Ihaza, it says, Being black in most places of, of the world is, by and large, a disadvantage. In America, for example, police are more likely to arrest you if you are black. Job are less, jobs are less likely to call you back if your name sounds black. And just about all of your cultural capital is sure to find its way more profitably in the hands of a white person. Now, alas, black people can add white doctors really think we're invincible to the list of pains and the asses that we have to deal with on a regular basis. According to a study conducted at the University of Virginia, more than 111 medical students believe that not believe non-truths about black people, like the idea that our blood coagulates faster than white people's. From UVA's press release, press release and I quote, Hoffman and her team asked 
white medical students and residences, 222 participants in total, to rate on a scale of 0 to 10 the pain levels they would associate with two mock medical cases, a kidney stone and leg fracture, for both a white and black patient, and to recommend pain treatments based on the level of pain they thought the patients might be experiencing. They were also asked the extent to which various beliefs about biological differences between blacks and whites are true or untrue. For example, that blacks age more slowly than whites, their nerve endings are less sensitive than whites, their blood coagulates more quickly than whites, their skin is thicker than whites. All false. This is horrible but ultimately unsurprising. When Darren Wilson shot Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, he claimed that Brown charged through a barrage of bullets and plenty of white people bought it, citing Brown's size and quote-unquote power as if those things somehow makes bullets make, make bullets less painful. In fact, white people have a long history of classifying black people as otherworldly and immune to normal humanity. Political scientist John DeLulio Jr. introduced the term super predator to the masses in 1995 in an article for the Weekly Standard where he described an almost psychological condition overtaking America's inner cities. By his estimation, these kids were in the league all their own, possessing an unprecedented capacity for violence, hence the super part. White people's fascination with that is biologically different between races goes back as far as the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, during which black sharecroppers were manipulated into acting, into acting as living petri dishes for a disease that researchers failed to inform the subjects there was a cure for. Writer James Jones claimed that the physicians involved were fixated on African-American sexuality and believed that the subjects were responsible for getting the disease. Still, you think that a room full of doctors in 2016 will be able to offer an, empath an emphatic no to a dumbass question like whether or not black people have less sensitive nerve endings. But then again, white people can be astonishing. I don't. <sighs> Sometimes I just want to get off of this planet. <laughs> I mean, what what did you say to 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 something so? Because mm. speechless I, doesn't even begin to cover it. It's uh, my brain <laughs> just can't wrap around this. I can't. I, I right. I, I can't. I can't. I tried, but I can't. I gave it my best. But I can't. I've, I've done the research and I've discovered that I can't. Oh, Lexi <laughs> is brilliant for that. Um, okay, so I, I, am, I am sad and disappointed, but not surprised that this is happening mm. at Mr. Jefferson's University. Um, I have friends who have gone, I have friends who went there. I have a friend who teaches there and I have a friend who is an Episcopal priest on campus there. And the um, level of cluelessness amongst many of these students does not shock me. But even today in 2016, I, I'm just flabbergasted that medical, you know, medical students who are supposed to be the creme de la creme would think this. 
You know, it's, they're not, it's not, I'm, if this was the Oki from Muskogee who lived in a, you know, and I'm not, I have nothing against people who live in trailers, you know, but who lived in a holler with no internet access and, you know, thought that black people had tails, I might understand a little better, but this just, no, it's no, it, no, just no, mm. no, mm. sorry, just no. Ixnay, I, I, I won't. I, I, no, I will not. Just categorically, no. Ixnay. Ugh, sorry about that. No, no, no. Stupid. Anything else to add, uh, Legionnaire? It's ignorant ass. It's it's just wow. It's it's shockingly stupid. <laughs> yes. Oh, just ignorant yeah. for no damn reason. Just like really, bitch. Right, right. Oh, just so this that is just what made my teeth today, huh? Right, exactly. You know, it makes my ass want to chew bubble gum and blow bubbles. I just, I, you know. <laughs> oh, just dumb. Well, you know what? We got one more uh, hot, hot topic. So, you know, and I feel like this one, you know, there's a number of things to discuss here. So let's uh, let's get into um, rape survivors and transgender bathrooms, John Sebastian. I really wish we didn't have to, because this these types of stories play right into the hands of people who want to discriminate against trans person. So let me start there. Second Mm. thing is. the two stories that I'm going to talk about are from 2013 and 2014. Is it 2013? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, 2014 and 2015. Okay. Um, and so, one, the, so a rape survivor in Canada um, talks about, you know, her rape and she went to this workshop and blah, blah, blah. And it translates into talking about um, how transgendered people who aren't really transgendered um, can use any restroom they want to without being questioned, which then could expose people to expose people to sexual assault. Um, now, the author of this, by the way, is found on thefederalist.com, which is a red flag for me because mm-hmm. whenever I federalist, I kind of know what the 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 uh, the ideological uh, bent. Thank you. It's it is. I'm t- these last two stories have upset me so badly that my brain has stopped working. Um, mm. So the, the author says this. Um, I read these reports about proposing a third option for transgender people, and my heart starts to race. They can't be serious. Let me be clear. I am not saying that transgender people are predators. Not by a long shot. What I am saying is that there are countless deviant men in this world who pretend to be transgender as a means of gaining access to the people they want to exploit, namely women and children. It already happens. Just Google Jason Palmeiras, Norwood Smith Burns, or Taylor Bueller for starters. Mm. While I feel a deep empathy for what must be a very difficult situation for transgender people at the beginning and the end of the the day, it is nothing short of negligent to instate policies that elevate the emotional comfort of a relative few over the physical safety of a large group of vulnerable, pe- vulnerable people. 
Don't they know anything about predators? Don't they know the numbers that out of every that out of every 100 rapes, only two rapists will spend so much as a single day, while the other 98 walk free and hang out in our midst? Don't they know that predators are known to intentionally seek out places where many of their preferred targets gather in groups? The perpetrators are addicts so committed to their fantasies that they'll stop at nothing to achieve them. And then she goes into the, you know, what happens with little girls and their eating disorders um, and asking questions about women's and children's rights. Um, so the author, while claiming empathy, completely has none based on what she has said. So then we go to Ontario, Canada, and we find an article on lifesitenews.com about a gentleman who made who claimed to be transgender after assaulting women in a woman's shelter. Um, the gentleman's name was Charles Hambrook. He was 37. And the article says that he leaned on the ever-expanding legal quote, rights, end quote, offered to people who, quote, identify, end quote, with the opposite sex, their biology. Under the name Jessica, he was able to get into the women's shelters where he sexually assaulted several women in 2012, the Toronto Sun reports. The court heard how one woman awoke to find Hamburg assaulting her on her bed. Her tights had been pulled down past her bottom and her bathing suit had been pulled to the side. She yelled at the accused, demanding to know what he was doing. He simply covered his face said oops and started giggling. The court also heard evidence of Hambrook terrorizing a deaf woman living in the shelter. Uh, the accused grabbed the complainant's hands and forcibly placed it on his crotch area while his penis was erect. That's the same deaf woman reported that the defendant would peer through her in a gap between the door and its frame while she showered. So he was sentenced to an indefinite prison sentence due to his long history of committing sex crimes. Um, so he was a former stripper and escort before moving to Toronto and posing as a woman. While he lived in Montreal, he served four years in jail for the sexual assault of a five-year-old girl um, and for raping a mentally challenged 27-year-old woman while he was on bail for raping the five-year-old. Uh, so all of that is to say people have been arguing against these bills because of People like this. Um, in 2012, a college in Washington state decided it would not prevent a 45-year-old man who presents himself as transgender female from lounging naked in a woman's locker room in an area frequented by girls as young as six. Teenage girls on a high school swim team were using the facilities when they saw Colleen Francis deliberately exposing men's genitalia through the glass window in a sauna. Police told one outraged mother that the university could not bar the biological male from the premises. So this, these types of stories, of course, are going to be used to bolster what is going on in states like North Carolina and Mississippi, who, you know, are instituting laws, bathroom laws, as it were, against transgender people. I'm tired. Mm. Dominion, what do you think about this? Uh, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out how we can. I mean, because her point, the point of the first woman was that you know, 
one woman raped or assaulted is too much. And it's easy to say that, you know, that person is an outlier and that, you know, men will do, you know, will do all sorts of things. And, you know, you can't make a rule, a law because of an outlier. But, you know, I mean, that's easy to say until it's your sister or your little cousin that's the one that gets uh, assaulted by this. So while I do agree that, you know, what she's saying, it's, it's one of those things where it's like she's clearly overreaching. But I mean, what she's saying isn't completely untrue. So, you know, that's sort of the reason that I put it in the thing, because I couldn't come up with a good answer. So I mm. wanted to hear what you guys thought of it, because, you know, while this bitch is clearly crazy, I don't want to call her a bitch because she's clearly she was raped. She says that she was raped, you know, mm -hmm. so she's got some things that she needs to work through. And, you know, she, you know, so I don't want to just like call her a loony and be, um, whatever and you know to her credit she's not suggesting that she hates unlike the other article which is you know clearly trans hating she just can't figure out a way in her mind to protect both vulnerable women while protecting the rights of uh trans people and i don't have that answer either so i was interested to see what you all thought i mean honestly because yeah. I've tumbled it over my mind and could not come up with an answer that satisfied both. Yeah, I I definitely was of the same mind because, you know, I mean, the first article definitely, of course, struck me more than the second, because, again, I like like you, I do understand where she's coming from. And there has to be some way to find a balance in in and in, in making sure that everyone is protected um but but again you know when you have something like this that's you know uh, a new thing for society for our society to wrestle with um there just there just aren't any simple easy answers i mean i definitely don't think having yet another <laughs> uh, yeah a third bathroom option is necessarily the answer um you know but it's it's yeah but i mean but but you do have to speak to the somehow you have to be able to speak to the victims to right. make sure that you know one they're being their their concerns are being heard and of course you want to speak to the potential and and prevention of any further victims right. you know but we but we can't all but we also have to be sure that we're not you know, we're not placing transgender individuals on the, as as these people that we have to be afraid of because they're good transgender people and bad, just like they're good women and bad women in the world, good men and bad men in the world, good queens and bad queens in the world. So, right. you know, it's just like those things have to be remembered, too, as you're starting to look at those, you know, ways to make sure everybody's protected. So, yeah, I was... Yeah, I swung back and forth a lot, <laughs> and, and I, I wish feel... I had. No, go, sorry, ahead, go, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just no, just basically piggybacking on what you said. It's not. Um, I don't know. I, for for me, it, it wasn't. It's just not a simple. It's not a simple answer. I will say that the second thing is a little bit easier. Like, look, sir, 
ma'am. Right. While we, uh, and I, I mean, I, 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 that was clearly, that was definitely a slip of the tongue. I was not being nasty. While we respect that you are transitioning to female, neither can we allow um, a pre-op transgender person to just lounge around in the room with your penis out. It, right, exactly. Because right. I mean, because you there just, has to be have rights to do. I mean, we all had a right to. We have the right to shout fire in a crowded room, but there's consequences, and you just can't do. I mean, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should be, and you shouldn't right. be allowed the, to do that. I'm sorry, you can't just sit around in a women's locker room with your dick out. I'm just right. sorry, you can't, you right? You can't. You can't. You know, you can't demand your own comfort in that way to the exclusion of everybody else around you when you're talking about a situation where like you said when 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 you're talking about how you present physically it's like yes we can all we can all accept the fact that you are in transition but until the operation happens you know i'm i'm sorry transgender people also have a responsibility to make sure that they make it that they make their transition as comfortable for the people around them as well. They do have a responsibility to that. Yes, as as fellow citizens, we need to be accepting. But there's something there's something to be said for them putting us at a place where we can be more at ease and more understanding of what they're going through as well, rather than the just having a thumb, you know, thumb in their nose up at, at the rest of the world and say, hey, this is how we are and this is how we present. You just gonna have to deal with it. Well, no. That that it doesn't work that way. Right. And this is completely well, different from a person who is um pre-op, and I don't even know if that's the correct term, but right, that's what right. I'm going to use, who wants to use the bathroom of which they identify. Okay. Mm-hmm. I completely buy that, but that's completely different than lounging around in the sauna in a, in what is clearly a display designed to draw attention. Mm-hmm. One, you okay. know, going to the bathroom is not drawing attention because you assume, I mean, it's a woman's bathroom, so no one's going to see your business. And I hate to use the word your business, but no one's there. <laughs> no one's going to pay attention to that. But you know, I just think it's it's it's. Yes, again, you have the right to do this, but you shouldn't. And I think because, you know, this isn't some adults only facility where, you know, it's, um, you know, whatever. I just think that that's I think that that Washington Washington State College went too far uh, with that. And they should have consulted a better lawyer. Well, OK, so. um. I too struggled with this, and from uh, this um, actually shades of real life. So we so very very recently, as in within the last twenty four hours, oh, something wow. broke out with someone that I know, someone that two of us know pretty well. Asked the question, "What do you call a woman with an Adam's apple?" Ma'am. Uh, and I said, ma'am. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it devolved into this screaming match among people who've known each other more than, I mean, literally three quarters of their lives at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, it, for me, it just highlighted the struggle that trans people go through now 
the two stories that we just featured are sensational. I mean, they they, they have a sensational bent to to them. Mm-hmm. Let's let's be honest about that. But most of the trans folks I know, when they got to pee, they just want to pee. You right. know, they want to get in, get out. You know, if you know if they if you know if it's female to male, they you know they got to figure out how to pee and not you know. With it's they you know who the hell can they just want to pee. Um, I also but you know I, I think there's something to be said for um, lock you know different single use bathrooms. Yeah, it's because people are afraid of everything. I think that it's just it's we are at this place in this country, especially where. I swear the inmates have taken over the asylum and shit is just crazy. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the best, I, you know, shit is just crazy and upside down. And, and honest, like I said, all the trans, you know, because I, I not only know trans people, I worship with trans people. I, 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 I lead trans people in worship. And honestly, some of them pass, some of them don't. Mm-hmm. And they really just want to be left the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. That's it. So yeah, I just, you know, I'm just going to you know play a bit of a devil's advocate. There are some people who live to throw whatever it is that they're going through in your face. Mm. Yeah. And I think that that's what this particular bathroom story is. Is that you know this person didn't just want to live his life and with the quiet dignity of anybody else and just be another faceless woman in the crowd he she wanted to throw her transition and her flaunting of the rules uh in everyone's face and i think at some point you have to say well girl that's fine in your personal life but in public spaces where everybody has to use it we have to draw the line somewhere there just can't be any line anywhere. But I but I also think that we have to question whether or not that was truly a trans person or someone right. making the claim to sexually assault someone. And mm-hmm. again, it goes, you know, it's just, you know, some people may not necessarily want to actively sexually assault one. You know, maybe he just maybe he if it is a he and not an actual trans person just gets off on making people uncomfortable in some way. Right, I mean, so that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like, I think that we have to separate true trans folks from mm-hmm. people who want to be titillated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, I think that's where the line has to be drawn. Uh, because honestly, you know, the folks I know, they, you know, again, the trans folks in, in my congregations, the one thing that they, the last thing that they want to do is bring any unnecessary attention to themselves. Right. right. They are trying, you know, they're just trying to get through the day and not get stabs. Stabs, mm, right. you know. Um, you know, and, and and since we're talking about this, this week, um uh, uh what's his last name? Dixon is his last name. Um the young man who killed Island Nettles a oh, couple yes. years ago mm, finally mm-hmm. finally did something honorable. He pleaded guilty to um manslaughter. Um, he had initially he was he had faced up to thirty years in jail. Now he's facing between five and fifteen, five and twenty, and I think they're going to sentence him to fifteen. But 
this so you know she was minding her own business and these are mm. these are those trans stories that i know she was mm. minding her own business and he hit on her right, and because right. you know he got clowned because he didn't have he didn't realize that she was born male you know at birth you know she was born male he you know his manhood was threatened and he right. beat her to death mm. You know, it's and see, and 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 for me, stories like the ones we just highlighted, call you help to cause beating deaths like I like uh, Iceland's. Mm-hmm. And so I think you know that, that it just burns my ass, and not in a good way. <laughs> that people, you know, is there a good way to get your ass burnt? <laughs> Depends on well. what kind of grill it is, baby. It depends on the grill. <laughs> Hallelujah. But um, I cannot believe I just said that. Um, but I, all, like I said, most of the trans folks who are truly, who are truly trans, are just trying to get through the day alive. Yes. And you know, just and these these horrifically scandalous, scandalizing, and salacious stories don't do anything to help, especially when they're written from a perspective and a point of view that is meant to be salacious, that is meant to mm-hmm. be um, shocking, that is meant to to have you question the the actual person. Right. So I, that's one of the reasons why I've always said we have to look at the intent on whomever is writing and publishing whatever it is we're reading because there is an agenda there. And the agenda with these two stories is to make, it is to demonize and and pathologize and and ultimately criminalize um, trans people. Right. Ooh, I just did my good alliteration today. Hey! (laughs) Yes! My, I might actually be able to preach on Sunday. <laughs> oh, you know you're gonna do it, baby. Let mm, you know, right. you're gonna get it together. Oh, I'm so, oh, I'm sure gonna get it together. So, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> look, let me stop playing. Oh yeah, but I, I, it just drives me absolutely bonkers that in 2016, when we are supposed to be enlightened and in many cases the most intelligent country on the planet. And although I'm starting to really question that, um, that we are still that we that we have to figure out how to deal with people who are different than us. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, kids, I feel like you know. I think we got uh, we had we had a really good conversation about this. I think this was great. You know, because I honestly, when I saw this po- this story, it was like, even though this is a bit of an older story, it's still prescient now because of what's going on in Atlanta and North Carolina. Well, not Atlanta itself, but Georgia, Atlanta, mm-hmm. Georgia, North Carolina, and now Mississippi. Right. So you know, I, I you know I feel a little better about you know my ambivalence because you know I was like, well, you know, on rare occasions I can't always see the through line. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm glad to know that I was not the only one who struggled with this. Listen, if it was easy, we wouldn't be having these conversations. This mm-hmm. is I mean, because we're not just dealing with we're not just dealing with gender. We're dealing. I mean, if, if it were just gender, I think we would be able to navigate through this a lot easier. But because 
it's it's not only the gender that's being presented it's the gender it's the gender lens which we look through mm-hmm. and you know what 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 issues and what isms do we bring to the table when we're looking at gender issues? You know, how do how do we look at trans people? Mm-hmm. And because honestly, I up until two years ago, I was still figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I went to seminary with a trans woman, and. Let's just say that she did not make my learning easy. If anything, she was one of those people. She was almost like one of the people in the article. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily. A, well, I'm not going to say that. She was not a sexual predator. She wasn't a sexual predator, but she certainly was someone who wanted to shove it in your face and made it difficult for you to try to accept it and wrap your mind around it because mm-hmm. she wouldn't give you the space to do so. She just wanted you to accept any old thing that she said as the truth and you were just right. supposed to accept it and just keep it moving even right. if it didn't necessarily jive with what you what your experience or understanding was. Or, or, what, or what I was seeing from her. Mm-hmm. You know, she, I mean, literally she would contradict herself within 20 within 20 seconds of a statement and 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 what made it so frustrating and i okay so like you all were talking about the crap you went through this week for me this opens up an old wound um Mm -hmm. we had a we were having a discussion um and facebook can be a wonderful tool and also can be satan's tool um and and i had this I had a disagreement and I was like you know what we shall agree to disagree about this because you know you you're coming you're coming to it from a perspective that I can't see I'm coming to it to it from a perspective that you can't see and she said oh is it because I'm trans and you think I'm stupid that I don't understand what you're talking about girl and I was like and 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 I did something that I'm I'm totally ashamed of, and I believe in being transparent when I do things that are inappropriate. I called her by her birth name mm. and said, this is what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to have an argument with a 38-year-old man who is playing a 13-year-old girl. I'm Ooh. not doing it. Well, sometimes, you know, you get your chin checked when you say stupid shit out your mouth. And oh, you, know, you know, and, I was, and, and then I and and because at that point, and so y'all have heard you've heard it said before on the show about me. I don't remember a whole lot of stuff once I get to that point, mm, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, I once I once I go there, it's kind of like okay, let's see what happens when he comes back. But I do, I do, I clearly remember saying. You might present as a woman, but I will snatch that wig off your fucking head and I will whoop your big ass up and down this street like you stole my last two dollars and Diet Coke. Fuck with me if you want to. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> listen, and don't I, let and, the, and, listen, don't let the smooth taste fool you. Don't let don't let don't let me talk about Jesus get you chin, get you chin checked. Um, and the, the horrible part about it was after that argument and after that, that whole thing, 
I had to sit next to this person at graduation. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Look at God. Oh, Look at God. <laughs> Look at God. <laughs> I was like, oh, really, Jesus? It's about a Jesus? bitch. Really? Ain't this about a motherfucker of all, you know, and, and I was sitting between, it was just like, okay, I, I get it. Thank you. But just the fact that I had to have that conversation and it had to devolve to the point where I had to threaten other being with violence. Mm-hmm. Um, it, me question my acceptance of trans people. Mm. No, you know, sometimes people say stupid shit out of their mouth and they think they think that you're not it's 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 to me that's to me that's a little bit of of an example of like when women think that they can just say whatever they want to some dude, not realizing that, you know, this dude, you can't just keep pushing somebody and pushing somebody and pushing somebody. And then again, I'm not advocating violence against women, but no one is above a ass whooping. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I have to agree. I kind of felt the same way. Cause to me, it's, it's, it borders on that rationale that, you know, men are raised not to hit women, but, you know, when a woman loses control and puts her hands on a man, he's not supposed to hit her back. And I'm sorry, but bitch, if you slap me, I'm going to slap you back. Right. That's, that's just the long and short don't, of it. So, so, so it's not so much. So, so in that example, it's not so much about you not being able to see, um, you know that person that's transgendered is i think for you you were able to transcend that enough to talk to them like you would talk to any other person who's talking out the saturday neck right look mm-hmm. here you got one more time i've I... <laughs> been giving you fair warning you say right. one more thing and watch what the fuck happens right so and actually just to show you how passive aggressive i found the message i don't care i don't mm-hmm. nothing away <laughs> I'm still waiting to meet face to face. Let me know what hours work for you. I've been wanting to talk to you for a couple of years now. Oop. My response was, after thinking about it, there's nothing to talk about. It's not really not that important to me. Thanks for the offer, though. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So you will put me down in a in a PM over the internet when I ask me with you face to face. Blah 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 blah. Or am I not just worth the time to make amends? Mm-hmm. So my response, and this is how I know that God kept this girl this is how i know god kept this girl from getting killed my response was you said i've been waiting to talk to, talk to you for a couple years now i am probably one of the most approachable persons on this campus you have had multiple opportunities to talk to me i am not putting you down if that's the impression given i apologize however understand that every action there is a reaction we'll start there mm-hmm. no so it's one of those how how much to, it, so that was my that was my that was my introduction to dealing with trans people. Mm. That kind of conversation. So the whole you know, so I, I think it's so nuanced and so complicated and so complex that we're gonna be talking about these things for years to come. Mm-hmm. Oh, we will. Well, all right, kids. That was that was we all definitely right. covered some hot topics up in there. Absolutely. All right, kids, you guess what time it is? What time is it? What time it be? 
It's it's time for the hot tea speed round. Yes. Oh, sucky, sucky. First up, hit it, Poppy. What is this woman's name? Her name is Kara Jennings. Kara Jennings. That Kara was Jennings. yesterday uh, at a Starbucks in Gainesville, Florida, letting the, the sitting governor, Rick Scott, have all of it. Honey. And the funny, well, all of it was funny, but what really made me go, yes, was when her little, when Rick Scott's little PR flat tried to come and shut her down and she was like, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Boy, I was like, yes, bitch. Go in, bitch. Go in. Go in and let have. Yes. Because <laughs> you don't want none of it from from Miss Kara Jennings. No. Honey, he, he, he don't ever want to see the name Kara or Jennings again. <laughs> She well, gave it next it. time you go to Starbucks, you gotta send some scouts ahead, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he'll send an intern next time. How about that? <laughs> How about that? And notice he left with what? Out a single drop of coffee. Not a single drop <laughs> because as you know, at first it was just some random chick just screaming. <laughs> Right, but then you know she start she started saying shit, and other people were looking at him like, "Well, maybe this bitch is kind of right, though." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's when it got scary. It's like, "Ooh, shit!" Right, and then he gonna try to retort. I created a million jobs, and she's like, "Where <laughs> does anybody here have a good paying job?" <laughs> yeah. That was the read. That was the. Read. <laughs> I ain't got no good paying job. Right. You got a good paying job? Nah, where? Ooh. You know what? I think I, I encourage people to do that shit more. You know, you ain't got to fight nobody. You she didn't get up from her chair and you know you know all these other him. activists, you know, who will remain nameless, take 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 a hint. If you got some shit to say, say that shit from your chair. Don't get up, don't be threatening, but don't let someone silence you either. Exactly. Mm-mm. You know, she, go as you got to say. You know what? I'm fine with if you wanna if you wanna come up and confront Hillary Clinton, but don't don't act a fool. Don't don't cut up and get yourself you know jacked by the Secret Service. Right. You, you where you cut up is where you get jacked up. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but Miss Jennings, she is the she she is my shero of the week. Uh, hallelujah. Cause she let him have it, baby. <laughs> All right. Up next. Yeah. Michael Sams has been told he's not gay enough or black enough. I ain't even going to read this story on HuffingtonPost.com. All I'm going to say is, no, girl, it's not that you're black or gay. It's that you can't play football. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Because if you were a good football player, them kids would have got over it. You were a terrible football player, which played into every stereotype of homosexuals, which I'm like, well, then how did you end up going so how I mean, is Missouri such a terrible team that because that's where he was. He was at the University of Missouri, right? Or some shit like that. Yeah, he was at, he was at Mizzou. And it's not that he was a bad football player. He just I think that there was too there were too many things going on around the time when he was being drafted. I mean, he was the SEC co-defense defensive player of the year. And in the SEC, that ain't no joke. Mm. I mean, hell, he beat out players from Alabama, and you know I'm a big old Bama fan. So the fact you are you know, a big so, Bama. And the horse you rode in on. How about that? <laughs> Motherfucker. Love you, mean it. Mm-hmm, fungus. So, um, but yeah, so it's not that he's a bad football player. I think that, you know, he was under a, a lot of pressure. And, and if we are honest, you know, when he was playing in the preseason, he outplayed the folks on the team. He made seven, in the preseason of the year he was drafted, he made seven tackles during the preseason. That's unheard of for a rookie you know, he was trying to get a space and they weren't trying to give him one. And since that has, you know, come out, you know, there was also this thing with if the Rams drafted him, it was, that something came out that the Rams would be on the next season of Real Sports on HBO if they drafted him the year before. It Some kind of shady under, under, ta- under the table deal. Now, let me say this. I love Michael Sam. I think he's a cutie. I think that had he not had all of the emotional and mental crap going on, he would have—he might still be in the NFL. Uh, but in the midst of it, you know, not only was he coming out, not only was he being shunned by his family, he broke up with his boyfriend. Thank you, little Vito boy. You know, mm-hmm. Vito was a cute little thing, little swimmer. Bless his heart. I wanted to be his mama. But um, <laughs> I think that you know, what he was—was was he NFL caliber? Um, Maybe not, but shit. Let's look at RG3. You know, Robert Griffin III is not exactly wild him either. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that I think that a, a lot of unnecessary pressure was put on Michael Sam. But um, as for him not being black enough or not being gay enough, been there. I got bitches trying to snatch my gay card every day these days. Because I'm not running around... Clearly, they didn't go to high school with you and watch you sit in the cafeteria and pull out a compact and fix your face. <laughs> but I was flawless. Oh, girl, well, and, that's that's beside the point. Yes. I, was, I was flawless. <laughs> you know, one must start early in order to, you know, to Honey, make that flawlessness. Legionnaire, we were sitting in the cafeteria one time and I was, we were just chit-chatting. And this girl pulls out a compact and start fixing his face, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you know, I was, I was, I was a prenatal homosexual, so you, know, I was not ready for that. No. Now I was like, I, now I'm like, whatever. But you know, I was. This was high school mm-hmm. in, in 1980s, late 80s. I mean, you know, this was this was a different time and a different day. Oh yeah, and I was <laughs> what, and I was what. Unbothered, and I was totally what bothered. Bothered. <laughs> I was like, okay, 
and my face looked good. I, I was doing the check. And you know what? God bless you. You know, it was because of people like you that I ultimately became able to say who I was much later in life. It made me wish that I had had that courage when I was in high school because I did not. Mm. But just so, like I tell people, it wasn't easy. Right. You know, I was concerned I, with what other people had to say and think. Mm-hmm. But once mm-hmm. I committed to the baby, but once I committed, it was I was all in. <laughs> I was all in, honey. Like fuck all you bitches. You a method actor for like a motherfucker. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I can teach method acting. Yes, right. yes. But, <laughs> but it's funny, Legion. It's it, it's really funny that we look back on this. I didn't think I was doing anything that um, groundbreaking. I was just being real. No, I mean, I hear you because I went through something similar in high school. I I wasn't able to quite, I wasn't able to quite name my sexuality for what it was, but there was like a group of us that were clearly gay that started that whole discovery together. You know, we just happened to all be in the same um, honor section of the class, but we all started navigating that shit together. You know, you know, we had one guy that was uh, that was 18, but looked like he was 29. So he would be able to go to the bars with his full beard and mustache and shit and would bring back the little gay rags for us to flip through. And, you know, so (laughs) so, yeah, Yeah. I mean, but I, I think we had the we we had the advantage of being able to lean on each other because on on some level we were all outcasts you know one because we were smart and mm-hmm. and, and, and two because we were we were burgeoning homos so it was uh it was definitely interesting and but we never it was never something that was like fearful for us because we all had each other and it was just like shit this is just who we are and you know when we figure that shit out then the rest of the world to know and you know hell i i had jocks that were Willing to to give me hair for some good tutoring, so you know, I, 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 I was I was I was working some shit out in my head, so I was gonna hey. be all right. <laughs> so. Right, I completely, honey. I you you do what you got to do to make it through, and I did. Not not that I took advantage of it, but boo, I sure thought about it. Oh, <laughs> And well, all right, kids. Next story. So, a federal appeal, a federal appeals court rules in favor of a gay man arrested for "quote unquote" nudity at a 2011 San Fran- San Diego Pride Festival. And this is from the San Diego Union Tribune. The appeals court revived a lawsuit over a man's public nudity, nudity citation, ruling there is evidence that. San Diego police discriminated against him at an annual gay pride event in Balboa Park. So William X. Walters was wearing a skimpy gladiator uh, costume, his buttocks partially covered by a loose loose loincloth, loincloth flap when he was approached by police officers who told him to cover up. According to the evidence in the case, police lieutenant David Neeslet told pride organizers in advance that police would be enforcing stricter rules that year that would require buttocks to be fully covered as opposed to previous years where the center of the buttocks had to be covered by a one-inch strip. Mr. Walter's lawyer argued that the rule was only being enforced for the Pride event and not at other special events around the city, such as the often risque over-the-line tournament 
or in any city beach where women can be seen wearing g-string bathing suits hey you know if 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 women could walk around with string up their crack then god damn it get over it right that's 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 the long and short of it you you can't you can't tell me i can't have my butt out in the, in the loin my butt have partially exposed in the loincloth where on any public beach at any given time you see girls and and women walking around with 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 string bikinis Mm-mm. and their titties out right nope mm. can't do it can't do it right yes um this was completely discrim- a discriminatory law it was wrong it was wrong on its face the judge did the right thing um actually the judge should have just thrown it out in its entirety but um the fact that it, they're kicking it back to a lower court is a good thing yes uh, all right kids do you know what time it is what time it be what time is it it's time for your favorite segment and mine Surprising his Mas. daytime Emmy Image Award Alma Award Academy of Country Music Award God rest his soul uh Green Slime Award winning role as Azalea Banks. It is the only thespian, John Sebastian. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. And new to his role as the ancient, poorly spelling harpy Sarah Palin, it is Legionnaire. Bravo! Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The scene. Sarah Palin said some stupid shit. Mm. Oh, it's Tuesday. Yes. As Aaliyah Banks responding to uh, a satir- a satirical website article basically said something very deplorable about Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin clapped back. As Leah issued a poorly written and shady apology, Sarah Palin clapped back again. For more details, we turn it over to our thespians. Gentlemen, are you ready? I am ready. I am ready. The floor is yours. At Azalea Banks. Sarah Palin needs to have her hair shaved off to a buzz cut, get head fucked by a big, veiny, ashy black dick, and then be locked in a cupboard. At Azalea Banks. Hideous. At least suck a nigga dick or some before you start talking shit about Black people willingly accepting slavery, least she can do. At Azalea Banks. Honestly, let's find the biggest, burliest, blackest Negroes and let them run a train on her. Film it and put it on World Star. Oh. 
I believe thus ends round one of the read. Madam Palin. Hey, Femia Rapper. Listen up, little darling. No one has any idea what you're wigging out about in these bizarre, violent rants against me. But you're obviously not exercising enough intelligence to acknowledge you've been sucked into believing some fake interview which, in which I supposedly offered comments representing the antithesis of my truth. In this life, you're blessed to have been given an influential platform. So have I. Why don't we strengthen both our platforms and work together on something worthwhile by condemning racism, along with, your, along with empowering young women to defend themselves against most misogynic, degrading, devastating assault perpetrated by evil men. Rape. Thanks. And now I'll go through my young daughter's playlist to make sure there hasn't been any inadvertent addition of any anti-woman pro-rape garbage that you seem to endorse, which perpetuates the cultural challenges we face in America. I encourage other parents to do the same. God bless you, Ms. Banks, as you consider a change of heart. Sierra Palin. Emma, I, I sincerely apologize for any emotional distress or reputa reputational scarring I may have caused. I'm sorry, pause. What was that? Reputational scarring. Oh, yes. okay. I'm sorry. While, while, while you continue, I shall Google said word. <laughs> mm. In my honest defense, I was completely kidding. I happen to have a really crass New York City sense of humor and regularly make silly jokes and attempts, and attempts make light of situations which make me uncomfortable. As the fabric of the American nation is embedded with racism, I merely made a racially driven joke to counter what I believe to be real racist rhetoric. Why is it that if someone looks at some liberal women the wrong way, they can yell rape and ruins people's lives? The Duke lacrosse team, anyone? But when serious violence is threatened against someone not of their political ilk, no one bats an eye. Let's be honest here. If a white girl were to say what this black girl is saying, the screams for the entire white population's head would be louder than the nonsensical rap that Azalea spews all the way to the bank. The white girl will probably be locked up. And, and scene. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Girl, I will hate Azalea Banks for the rest of my life for forcing me to side with Sarah fucking Palin. I had to defend Sarah Palin. Mm. Oh, dear God in heaven. Ugh. I need a shower. Mm, mm, mm. I feel dirty. Cause she's absolutely right. I mean, that was just that was and then to just be like, oh, I was just joking. No, bitch, that's not the kind of shit that you joke about. First of right. all, you're playing into racist stereotypes about black men because it wasn't just four dudes, it was four big black ashy big, negroes. Dainty. 
you right. know, because that's what we all are. And that, you know, I'm just like, girl. And then to say, oh, I was just joking. Sarah Palin is absolute. Oh, God, I can't even believe I'm saying these words. Mm. Oh, Sarah Palin is absolutely, <laughs> absolutely right. Oh, God, I can't. Oh, it hurts my stuff. Oh, sorry. Ooh. God. That she is absolutely right that that was so be far beyond the pale you know just because you're black don't mean you can just say anything right you know and the only reason you're apologizing is because even other black people are like bitch what is your problem have you exactly. lost your mind right I'm like even 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 like even like um the honorable elijah muhammad was like girl what is your problem <laughs> right. i'm like i wanted you to step back a minute right the... I mean, you're on a 10 i need you at a four what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you <laughs> no i need you to shut up i just need you to shut up i don't need you on nothing just shut the hell up right anytime anytime you can get us to say that sarah palin is in the right you know it's a bad day in America. Mm. I'm just saying. I'm just. Oh my. Oh. Because that was some bullshit. That 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 wasn't even bull. That was just some shit. <laughs> that was just some straight up, in the gutter, non-treated shit. And she, oh, and she thought, and you know the fact that she got socked into a a a satirical article. Mm-hmm. It's even worse because so that lets me know just how stupid she is. Well, you know who among us hasn't been sucked in by a satirical article, but we haven't gone so far with a satirical article as to you know suggest that a national political figure should be raped because of it. Right. I think. Well, you know what? Let me say it like this: We may have been taken in at the you know at the first glance, but most of us, a because we are not in the popular sphere. We have enough sense to look in, you know, I'm the, I'm the, if it seems too nonsensical for words, I'm the first one to look at the bottom of the damn web page right. and see who it is. And if it says, you know, we are the place for your entertainment news, you know, some of it real, some of it not, I'm like, oh, this is some stupid shit. Never mind. Hmm. It's just some stuff we, you, you know, you... <sighs> That would not make any sense for her to say some stupid, you know. No, even if she believed it, I think I can't believe I'm saying this. Sarah Palin is a lot of things, but she is not stupid. Well, she's an idiot. She's an idiot. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but she is. Oh, oh, she is an idiot. I mean, she 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 is an idiot from way back. But she is she is a political. She has a political trap for a brain. I mean, she's she knows exactly what she's doing. This is true, and that would take away from her brand. And that so no, I can't even you no, even if she believe and she might believe that down in her sanctified soul, but she is not going to be stupid enough to say it in public. <laughs> we would hope. We would yes. <laughs> we, we <laughs> can let, only let, hope. Let, let me add that. Let me add that caveat in there. We would hope, right, right, because oh. right. you know, with some of these folks, none of that is guaranteed, especially in this political season, right? Yeah. 
Oh God! All right, kids. That was a that was a wonderful uh, reading. You know, I'm looking forward to more of that. So, you know, internet, continue to say stupid shit. <laughs> yes. yes. Athalia, you too. <laughs> right. Just dumb for no damn reason. Just stupid idiot. You know what we haven't mentioned? <coughs> what? We on iTunes. <sighs> we show you. Yay! I know. So how can I mean? You know, you have no choice. Yeah. I. You know, the question for me is, you know, it's you know, it's like Stranger would say. So, when are we gonna oh, fuck? You are going to turn down a podcast like this, staring you right in your face. No man can turn down reality. (laughs) No man can turn down this podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. I know how we can get. I know how we can get more listeners. You know what we should do? We should change the name. Mm. Oh, guess what the name should be? What should the name be? After birth. <laughs> I'm sorry, say again. After yeah, birth. B I R T H. It is English. <laughs> After That's, birth. Yeah. That's still. Oh, you know what? I have another one. I have another one. What was it? What was that, John Sebastian? Still vagina. <laughs> still vagina. It just rolls off the tongue so beautifully. Don't you think? <laughs> Uh, no, that 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 is Poppy Chulo's new name. Steel vagina. <laughs> After Belf, a steelvagina.com production. Uh-uh. Not pig, no. pig puke. No, I can't. <laughs> no. So oh. you oh. can you can catch you can catch After Belf, aka reality. Every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, with replays on Saturdays and Sundays at 12 p.m. Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific. Pacific. (laughs) (laughs) Visit the steelvagina.com slash archives. No, kidding. Papi Chulo Radio Archives to download <laughs> this episode and many more. Can you imagine if Poppy changed his name to Steel Vagina? Mm. Or Pig Puke. Or Pig Puke. <laughs> I mean, I don't... Pig Puke didn't test very well, but Steel Vagina, vagina. It's, yeah. it, just, it just rolls off the tongue in a way that I just can't get over. <laughs> Steel mm. Vagina. So oh. you so you can visit the Poppy Chulo Radio archives to download this episode and many more. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for real reality and subscribe. Legionnaire, how can the kids get in contact with you, boo-boo? 
Ooh, I am on the Twitter and the Instagram uh, at Legion Onyx. Uh, Legionnaire Onyx is my handle on the Facebook, and the regular listeners of Poppy Chulo Radio can hear me on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Fear, the Rambling Dead, Reality, of course, and The Lion's Den. Awesome. John Sebastian? I can be reached on Facebook at unofficial colon John Sebastian or on Twitter at GSJ612. Great. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Dom Onyx. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Dom Onyx. My website is www.domonyx.com and my Tumblr is thedomonyx.tumblr.com. You can like reality on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCR reality. You can follow us on Twitter at PCR reality. You can also support reality financially by going to gofundme.com slash radio. You can email us uh, via reality at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. And if you're interested in joining the Poppy Chulo radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor, you can email us via talent at poppychuloradio.com. Let's give a. I'm going to give a, a shout of condolences to the family of Merle Haggard, who passed away yesterday yes. at the age of 79. Died on his birthday. God bless. I know him. an Oki from the mm-hmm. Oki from. Oh yes, which is the only song I know by him. Right. Uh, but he was one. He was a, he was the outlaw and bad boy of country music. So, God rest his soul and mm-hmm. God be with his family. Yeah. Tell the listeners good night. Good night, sweet lovers. See you next week. Alvita Saint Darlings. Good night, darlings, and we will see you next week for more after birth. B R T H. It is English. Do not be an asshole. Oh. Ah. B R T H. Oh. I love that. Thanks for listening to Reality. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.